All right, we're recording. Oh my we're god, we're recording simultaneously. In this same room. I can. I'm staring at I'm you right now. I'm looking at you. You're so beautiful. Oh, so are you. You are. Don't so do it. Beautiful Don't to do it. me. You, oh my god. Well, what? I can't sing at all to you. Are you worried do about you, the copyright? Do you know that? Yes. Do you think that Jim <laughs> Croce is going to send us a letter? Is he still alive? Gang reflex. What's that smell? Anyway, so this is Gag Reflex. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to season two of Gag Reflex. Jesse and I are recording in the same room because she has come from New Jersey to visit me for my for birthday. birthday. It was my birthday that a couple of days sing. ago. Now that's in the public domain. Oh, you Happy can't. Don't do it, though. to you. It's good. I'm fine. Thank you. I turned 40. 40 and, I'm and pretty, fabulous. I'm pretty Dirty cool 40. with it. I realized that, like, when I turned 30, I had a like, lot of anxiety about it, I think, because there were, like, all the ex- these expectations of, like, what I should have accomplished by right. the time I was 30 and I hadn't yet. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and they were also, like, really antiquated expectations of like you know when i was should have your own covered wagon by 30 no but like i should be married i should have a child i should you know like people's like i'm gonna have have a baby by the time i'm 24 and i'm gonna be president of this company it's like what the (laughs) no um and now i'm turning 40 and i'm like no i'm good i did a lot i'm really good (laughs) well welcome thank you i'm pretty excited about it it's great here the water's great the water is you're lovely. gonna you're gonna love it yeah no i like it already yeah. 40 is the new 15 I don't <laughs> god forbid so go ahead and be god an asshole forbid. to everyone you want to be 15 was awful 15 was awful i don't uh, want to repeat 15 that's true so jesse and i are in the same room and we're living it up but in terms of hotitude hotitude <laughs> I 40 like that is word. definitely the new 15 <laughs> I assume that 40 now means I can let everything go because I'm an invi- I'm invisible are, to yes. most of the population. That's correct. So that's Especially exciting. Yes. So that's exciting. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty with that. Right, but because you're invisible, this is now where we can plan the revolution. Right. Which begins at dawn, by the way, everybody, set your set Shh. your panel. Cal- Don't tell men in the gaggle, <laughs> we're trusting you. We're talking about shoes right now. So the best shoe that you should buy in the prettiest black dress is Revolution Begins at Dawn. <laughs> okay, so listen. The revolution is also apparently going to begin with fondue. <laughs> As we mentioned in our season one finale, which we say to be fancy because we just needed a break. Uh, this season we decided is called Let's Dish. And these are, we're going to explore cookbooks that are all about sort of one kind of meal. So cookbooks that explore, you know, just salads. Right. Or just today fondue. We've got a hot dish one coming up, correct? Yes. For all you Midwestern lovers. Hot dishes and casseroles. (laughs) We've got something coming up for you. And also, I think we've got about six. I think we have six or seven. Right. If you have an idea, we always encourage. Absolutely. Please write to us. Please, you know, put it on the Facebook. Email us. Gagreflex at gmail. Gagreflexpod at gmail. Because you guys, gagreflex spelled this way. 
at gmail.com was taken. Who the fuck has that? I don't know, but I 100% think it's probably porn. (laughs) (laughs) I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. It's maybe historical porn. Maybe. Oh, that is a vintage that porn. Vintage porn. That would be a great podcast. Listen, next but time. But that's got to be a YouTube thing. That's porn is that's visual. Not, it's not us. It's we're not the ones. But somebody do that. Someone should. Yeah. Don't you think that would be fascinating? Yes. There's somebody at Ithaca College right now writing doing this a down. thesis yeah. on vintage porn. The, yeah. Yes, exactly. For sure. Okay. Um, okay. So today, though, our first episode of Let's Dish is an episode focused on Gourmet International's cookbook, Fondue, the fun art, fine art of fondue, Chinese wok, and chafing dish cooking, because they threw it all in there. And it was published 1969. Oh, my God. That is right it's, in the button. Yes. Yeah. in the button of fondue. Yeah. And so... In the center of the pot, as um, if we... If you <laughs> and part of the reason we wanted to do fondue while we were together is that this means that we're also going to be able to do our taste test mini-sode after this together. What better dish to create together right. than a dish meant to be consumed right. in a group setting? So, exactly. So Jesse's only here for the next couple of days, so we got to do this like in a one-two punch. So we're going we're gonna to do fondue, and then we're also going to do our taste test episode together, and it's going to be a joy, and then we have to go retreat to our bi-coastal corners <laughs> after this, which sucks. <laughs> I want you all to imagine us as we are potting, as we are casting, on a bed, <laughs> lounging as we discuss. Furry bikini. I feel, yes. I We're feel lying on a bearskin rug. Bearskin rug. There's a fire crackling, even though it's Los Angeles and it's sunny out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I hear the wind whistling behind us. Very cozy within. Bearskin rug. I like that. Yeah, there's a bearskin rug. We have both grown out our hair, so it's very long and also blonde. <laughs> Ignore my olive skin tone and the rest of my Middle Eastern body hair. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so should we get started? We should. We're going to start with the history first, right? Yeah. I have to tell you, I remember, so when we started this, we decided we were going to do fondue. Right. And I said, okay, let me just look, you know, briefly, I'm going to start out my research. And I was like, there's not a lot here. It's going to be super short. No. no. Never fear. <laughs> Never fear, listener. Thanks to Robert Smith and the Planet Money team, I found some information exciting, nefarious, and sordid details yes. about the underbelly of fondue. Oh my god, are there fondue atrocities? Well, there's a fondue Fond- gang. <gasps> we're gonna talk about it. What? There's a fucking fondue cartel. Oh my god. Okay. I'm so glad I didn't tell you. Oh this. my god, I'm so ready for this. Jesse, listen, listener. Jesse has been researching in front of my face for the last couple of days. And, and I've been she, gasping and ooing and aahing, but I cannot share. And she keeps wanting to tell me and I keep like, no, save it for the podcast. But So now it's all coming out. We've all been so desperate to hear it. Here we go. Ew. The first mention of fondue. And again, I feel like we're in fucking Groundhog's Day because this is exactly <laughs> like... 12 of the other things that we've researched, okay. you know, that we've talked about. The first mention of fondue dates back to Homer's Iliad. No. Yes, come on. Yes, circa 800 to 725 BCE. 
It was described as a mixture of goat's cheese, wine, and flour. That sounds great. That sounds fucking delicious. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Give me the bear rug now and a large fork. For quite some time, the term fondue, which means to melt, okay. fondue, which means to melt in French, was more like a baked souffle. Oh. It referred to a baked souffle or like a cooked egg dish. The earliest known recipe for cheese fondue, as we know it and okay. understand it, comes from a 1699 book published in Zurich under the name Kiss mit Wein zu kochen. You notice that now I've practiced this. Yeah, you. Yeah, you I'm not fucking around that anymore. German. No, no. It means Se- 1699. 1699. Cheese. Kiss mit Wein zu kochen to cook cheese with wine. Is what it means. It calls for grated up cheese to be melted with wine and for bread. I'm so fucking hungry now. Now I'm hungry. Before we podcasted. Like two seconds ago. Are you feeling nauseous? Do you you need anything? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And now. I need to pause for a snack. Oh my God. Well, I'm sorry. There might be some audio issues because my saliva is just going to be coming My stomach is rumbling. But all this mention of cheese and wine sounds delicious. Anyway, so it calls for grated up cheese, melted with wine, and bread dipped in it. In the late 19th, early 20th century, um, the term fondue was used to solely describe the hot pot of cheese. Okay. As with most delicious foods we've learned, fondue was primarily a peasant dish and was eaten a lot by farmers in the Alps. As it was Hmm. cheap to create and a great way to use leftover bread during the cold months. So if the bread gets stale. Right. Just dip it in a vat of cheese. cheese. Who the fuck's going to be the wiser? You know how I feel about a nacho. So this is also. Absolutely. This is fancified nachos. This is white people nachos. Yeah. What it is. So this pot of cheese, you know, became very popular in the Alps. People were eating a lot of it in Switzerland. And after World War One, Europe was decimated. Yeah. However, for the most part, Switzerland was okay. Okay. They still had cows. They still made cheese. They still hid art. <laughs> created by Jews. Uh, okay. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. All right. In fact, as it turns out, Switzerland had too much cheese. Too much cheese. That's an issue. You think that's not a problem, but it is, girl. Okay. Swiss cheese was piling up, and so the cheesemakers decided to form a cartel. What? What do you mean a cart? That's their reaction is cartel? <laughs> to be fair, I think the Swiss hid Jewish art after World War II. They not did. World War I. I'm still bitter, though. I so. know, I am too. So Swiss cheese was piling up, so the cheesemakers decided to form a cartel. I just, how is that the reaction? I don't know. I mean, listen, I don't understand... I feel like I saw some episode of with Jason, some show with Jason Bateman, which I can't remember the name of it right now. And so I lit, I didn't understand it. And I, it was a Netflix show. I literally Ozark. had to Ozark. I love it. a bing, but a bang. Yeah. Yeah. But then I went on a fucking internet tear. Of I was like, did. what? How what do, is, these how do you work? launder money? What does that mean? You got to delete that from your is, search history. What is racketeering? Comes for you, Alexa. Google racketeering. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh God, everybody's Alexas just went off. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> you want to talk about fucking nefarious? Oh, those robots are anyway. coming for us. Anyway. For decades, the cartel set the price of milk, limited production, and restricted the kind of cheeses you could make in Switzerland. Cheese. They really pushed Emmental. That's the cheese right, with the yeah. little holes, which is basically Swiss cheese right. as we know today, right? Yeah. Um, if an independent Swiss cheesemaker wanted to make a different kind of cheese. Yeah. Like Parmesan or whatever. 
you right. know, they needed to get permission from the cheese union. Okay. So the cartel became the Swiss cheese union. Okay. So they had to get permission to sell anything. And if they said no, you know, cheesemakers either didn't make the cheese or they would do so secretly. Oh my God. Black market cheese. Contraband cheese. Holy shit. In 1930, the Swiss cheese union declared fondue the national dish of Switzerland. Contraband cheese is my new band name. That's... The union, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the unit, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my band. Jesus Christ. Swiss Jesus Christ. They gave away free fondue sets to organizations, even the military. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I'm like now imagining men in uniform sitting around a pot with their big forks. No one even wants that thing as a f- wedding gift. Not now. They did then. I guess. In the 1950s and 60s. Okay. The union decided it wasn't enough to control the cheese supply. Up to this point, they were concentrating on controlling the cheese production in Switzerland, but now they were setting their sights higher and expanded their domain to a larger audience. So, wait, was the idea behind the Swiss cheese cartel that, like, if they could control the supply and how much of each supply, like OPEC does with oil, Correct. then they could control the, o- that the they prices? they could control the prices. Okay. And that they could control... Exactly. That's okay. exactly right. Cool. Save the Swiss cheese, save the world. <laughs> <laughs> and so the thing... So they wanted to expand to America. And okay. That was kind of... Both to, you know, expand their domain, mm-hmm. right? Eminent domain. And in addition, they just had so much fucking cheese. They didn't know what to do with it. That they had to find a way to move the cheese. Right. Um, and get people to literally eat the cheese by the bucket. Oh, my God. By the bowl. Yeah. By the pot. By the pot. So they started thinking, okay, well, there's this one dish that those crazy farmers, those poor old ass right. farmers eat in the Alps. So they came up with this campaign about fondue being this traditional healthy food that was eaten a ton in the Alps. And that, oh my, my friend, God. is how fondue came to America. In such a fucking quintessentially so American way up? and ad campaign. Oh, my God. So they bougied up this like. Yeah, that's exactly right. They bougied it up. So fondue was like this warm, cheesy vessel for selling this ideal. They cemented the idea of that. And in the 1970s, the peak of the cartel's success. Oh my God. The Swiss cheese union conducted massive ad campaigns of good looking Swiss people in ski sweaters, partying it up over pots of cheese. Oh my God. Yeah. And who footed the bill for these ad campaigns? The Swiss government. You're serious. Who were convinced by the Swiss cheese union that this would be good for the country. Oh, my gosh. The government was so fucking busy trying to hide artwork in gold. That they no, stole from Jesse. The Jews. They were like, oh, what's a little cheese? <laughs> Let's Give them the cheese money. Okay, so the cartel really knew how to promote something in America at, the, at that time. Right. Because fondue, they kind of did the kickoff to the campaign right. at the World's Fair. Oh, fuck. You're yes. fucking kidding me. Fondue was promoted on a wide scale for the first time to Americans at the Swiss Pavilion's Alpine Restaurant at the 1964 New York World's Fair. Oh, my God. And like every other fucking dish we discover, the rest is history. Oh, my God. Fondue in America was a 
case of the right place at the right time. Right. The Swiss cheese cartel was trying to sell the idea of fondue just as the sexual revolution started taking place. Oh, so this was now like a sexy flaming pot of cheese that you could have in front of the fire. Think about a fucking naked body and boiling oil. I know. Oh my God. Terrible idea. But you know, it was the 60s and things were different back then. I think about it. So, okay, fondue is this communal pot. Yeah. That an intimate group of people share. Oh, it's perfect. Right. And in the 70s, fondue basically became a euphemism for sex and sexiness. Oh, my God. Fondue was the former Netflix and chill. Fondue was. So if you, you know the term. Fondue and chill. Fondue and chill. You know the term higge, higge? No. H-Y-G-G-E. It's this oh, it's Danish like cozy. word. It's a Danish word for well-being, coziness, and comfortability. It's, yeah. But it's for bougie people, right. right? It's for like, it's a way to sell furniture. And right. like, oh, this is going to make your place nice and cozy. Put a couple of candles. Buy these candles. Buy this comfy right. couch. And it will create the idea of hygge. The hygge of the 1970s oh was fondue. They were selling oh, a lifestyle. Gosh. It wasn't just the pot itself. They were selling a whole lifestyle. No, you dip your bread in this bowl and you throw your keys in that one. Your keys in that one. (laughs) And let it begin. Uh That's right. Exactly. Oh my God. In the meantime, fondue continued to be promoted aggressively in Switzerland with slogans like La fondue crée la bonne humeur, which means fondue creates a good mood, and fondue ist gut und geht. Goethe Lune. Fondue is good. Well, it's not even German. It's like Swiss German. So I don't, that I don't know. Fondue is good and creates a good mood. And they even abbreviated this this phrase, like the Higgit, they abbreviated it to Figugagel. Figugagel. Oh my God. It was Figugagel. What was that old Volkswagen phrase? Farfignugan. That's right. They just do this a lot. It was the Farfignugan of sex. (laughs) Cooking over an open flame inspires conversation, if not also warmth and intimacy. Mm -hmm. Oh, and even in the 2000, I researched this, even in the 2011 Marvel's film, Captain America uses fondue as a euphemism for sex. Oh my God, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not into, I I don't know, I'm going to but yeah, you got to watch it now. That's funny. Right. So the extension of the name fondue to other dishes served in a communal hot pot dates back to the 1950s. Conrad Egli, who was a Swiss restaurateur, introduced fondue um, bourguignon at his chalet Suisse restaurant in 1956. And that was... Like meat cooked in meat oil. Meat cooked right? in yeah. oil. Yeah. Or, a, yeah, or like boiling water or something right. like that. In the mid-1960s, he invented your favorite. Which is... Chocolate fucking fondue, oh, bitches! I love a fucking chocolate fondue. And it was part of a promotion for Toblerone. Oh, because God. everything created in America oh, is God. always a fucking sales vehicle oh you guys we've been bought and sold so many times over it's really unfortunate it's unfortunate i mean listen i would rather be subjected to billboards of white people eating a bowl of cheese yeah. than a fucking banana republic oh my god well i mean so yes. given one or the other i'm okay sure. with her i feel like this is a false dichotomy but sure maybe. i agree maybe <laughs> Anyway, in 1975, the American fondue chain, the Melting Pot, was established. 
You have oh, you ever been to a melting pot? I haven't pot? been one. There's one in Pasadena. Oh, maybe we should go. Oh, we should maybe go. Maybe we should just record there. <laughs> we should just record there. Anyway. I I definitely have been to them. And then and I went to school in Canada, in Quebec. Oh. And the they Quebecois fucking they'll fuck they with a, a fondue. Yeah, they'll fucking fondue all day long. All the live long day. <laughs> so I definitely had it when I was in university and then afterwards because you know it made me sort of wistful for my university days because right. I associated it with that. The restaurant in 1975, the melting pot sold fondue exclusively. And even though several have shut down since then, as of 2009, the company still had 142 locations throughout the U.S., oh, wow. Canada, and Mexico. Jeez. Can you? It's like balls hot in Mexico and you're fucking everyone sitting around a Look fondue it. bowl. I'm just hard pressed to pass up a bowl of melted cheese in like any scenario, right? Like that sounds fantastic to me. We had my little pre-birthday party last right. weekend, and all I wanted was nachos. Like we didn't have anything else; we just had nachos. Yeah, and you make your own. You made I your made own queso. queso, and it was great. And we put a bunch of stuff to like pile on it. And you know, we had all of this delicious stuff. We had this like great grilled chicken from the local supermarket here that makes this like great Santa Maria style barbecue chicken. We had all sorts of shit to put on these nachos, and I legit just wanted like chips, vat of melted cheese. And some jalapenos on top and I was done. Like, that's what... It's fucking delicious. It's fucking delicious. I mean, look, fondue at its core... Yeah, it's nachos. It's nachos. It's nachos. I know. I love nachos. I fucking love bread and I fucking love cheese. Me too. My my intestines do not. But that... No, but it's worth it. Like It is worth worth it. it. It's worth it. Okay. God. There are very few things that are worth the cramping and, you know, explosion. but... Nachos Listen, fondue, fondue is one of them. It's definitely. Yeah. That's, it's a two lactate. It's meal, a two lactator. You got to double up. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, okay, so even with the popularity of the restaurant, by the late 70s, Americans started to become more health conscious. Oh, my gosh. Hey, guess what's not healthy? Mm, even, though, right, even though the Swiss cheese cartel tried to promote it. Yeah. Yeah. Dipping different. like fucking Dipping carbs in carbs fat. <laughs> Melted fat. <laughs> not the healthiest of options. Even if you swipe a carrot through there, it's not going to cut it. Swipe a carrot. Even <laughs> I, I read that what they used, there used to be rules about fondue, apparently, that I wasn't going to bring this up, but. Oh, there, there were all sorts be, of things about like, like if you, you drop your. Drink, or you shouldn't drink, you should only drink wine because if you drink cold beverages or things that are not wine, it's not going to break down the cheese in your system because somehow the acid and the wine or whatever will break down the cheese and it's healthier. I thought you meant the rules about like, if you drop your piece of bread oh, in yeah. there, there's Is that- like, there's like, there's a lot of like spin the bottle-ish rules. Oh my God. Was yeah. that in the cookbook? No, I don't think it's in the cookbook, but like... Holy fuck. We probably should have looked that up. I'm going to Google it. Google it now. Let's see. And then we're going to talk about it in a minute. (laughs) So by the late 70s, Americans started to become more health conscious. Fondue became relegated to a special event food. So something for bridal showers and weddings, etc. What happened to the Swiss cheese cartel, you may ask? Yeah, what happened to it? Yeah, In the late 80s... That cheese started to stink, girl. And the general Swiss population (laughs) got wise to the union shenanigans. Government-funded agricultural subsidies proved too costly. 
and the citizens rebelled against the cheese mafia. There were allegations of corruption, and a Swiss cheese official oh even went to jail. <gasps> a Swiss cheese official. <laughs> by the end of the 90s, by the end of the 1990s, the Swiss cheese union had collapsed. However, even with the cartel gone, everyone decided that fondue was, you know, still pretty awesome for the cheese business. And to this day, when you go to Switzerland, apparently, they are very insistent that you try fondue. So, so here's this fondue cookbook. Here's what I'm going to say about, I want to say this about our Let's Dish cookbook generally. And then it's also true of this one. Before you get into this, I want to tell you what the tradition is. I just found the tradition. Okay. If a woman drops a... Fucking sexist assholes. (laughs) Shocking. If a woman drops a piece of bread, she must kiss all the men. Ew. But if a man drops it, he has to buy a bottle of wine. What the fuck is this? My advice to you, be careful unless you're ready to pucker up or pull out your wallet. God, you guys. That Swiss cheese cartel. Um... (laughs) Okay, so what I wanted to say about the Let's Dish cookbooks generally is that in season one, when we did these advertising cookbooks, I think those cookbooks were like a 70-30 split in terms of nightmare recipes compared to recipes that probably aren't so bad. Right. Right? Because the goal was, let's put this fucking product in every possible thing. Right. In every combination that we can do. Right. Right. The difference with the Let's Dish cookbooks is you sort of flip that proportion. 70% of the recipes are like, I would fucking try that. Absolutely. Right? But then, and then they had to fill out the rest. And, and then like, they have ah, to fill out the rest out. and they start getting a little too creative. Right. And they're like, let's maybe try this now. And that's when you get the real nightmare. So we're probably going to cover a bunch of recipes that have like ridiculous names, but don't sound so bad. But the copy in there has to be gold. Uh, some of it is pretty great. Yeah, so first of all, the cookbook, when I bought this, part of the reason I bought it, oh my God, the tradition is right here, um, oh, is that there's an extra little pamphlet in here that co- that's called Fondue for Fun, Let Your Guests Cook Dinner, which I just think is a pile of bullshit. Like, <laughs> your guests don't want to cook dinner. Like, well, that's why they're coming over. How is it? Is it labor intensive at all to make the fondue? It's not easy right because like cheese different kinds of cheeses melt at different rates you have to put other things in there like you need flour and liquid and stuff to make sure that it stays melted this is the and not like greasy and awful this is the science of cooking what does the flour do well the flour just binds to the fat I think, and kind of glosses everything out. It's like making a root. Like when I made so the queso. So it doesn't separate. So it doesn't separate. Okay. And so like sometimes it's flour, sometimes it's cornstarch. It kind of depends on what you're making, right? Okay. Um, But first of all, your guests aren't cooking dinner. You spent a while making this fucking fondue right. in the first place. And right. now your guests are dipping dinner. So that's yeah. bullshit. Um, it's like when you hand out crudite, when you hand out veggies and ranch and you're like, well, you're going to be making your own dinner tonight. Right. But I do very much enjoy the like super 70s font on this. So Read the back. What does the back say? So the back says, according to tradition, if you drop your bread while whirling it in the fondue, and I feel like whirling, whirling. is too aggressive an action for fondue, you may kiss your neighbor like it's a treat. Oh. I feel like. With well, that, in the 70s, that's why people came together. Yeah, I get it. But, with that, neighbor. but with that sort of phrasing, people are going to be dropping this bread on purpose. And there's <laughs> just going to be like a lot of germs in this pot. 
Another variation on this ancient custom says the one who drops his bread must buy the next round of drinks, which, like, if people are coming over, why are you... Where are you buying? buying? I mean, maybe this was the melting pot rules. Hey, here's a question. Yeah. Did they, do you know... I know, probably not. ...have any issues with double dipping? Yes. There's a lot of, like, it's, like, etiquette about no double dipping and no... But that's also there's etiquette about cutting the meat and vegetables and, and bread and stuff into small enough pieces that you wouldn't need to double dip, right? Uh, like these I see. Pieces. Okay. So the other thing that I just want to put out about this cookbook is that for some reason they were like, it's not enough to have a bunch of fondue recipes. So we're also going to throw in woks and chafing dishes. And like chafing dishes, I understand because it's another thing that like a ve- sits communal on top vessel. of a flame. Mm-hmm. And you do like, so you're going to flambe something at the table, like my hot dog flambe that didn't flambe. But like the wok, I don't get like wok. You need like a like a really serious and aggressive fire to make a wok. Do you think it was just like like, vessel cooking? I guess. But like, then why aren't you just putting like shit in a pot? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, So they start with an introduction with like, here's the kind of forks you need. There's cheese fondue. There's oil fondue. Here are the the things that you want to have on the side. Do you when you buy a fondue pot, does it come with the forks? It must. I I assume it must. Part of our trouble is going to be like we don't have a fondue pot, so we're just going to have to use a regular fucking pot. Oh my god, listener, can you please write to us? Let us know. Do you have a fondue pot? Did you inherit it from your parents? Did you? Where did you get? What is the provenance of said fondue pot? Did you get it for a wedding gift? Because that apparently was a big deal. People used to give fondue pots as wedding gifts. Or did you inherit yours? And B, what came in that package? That sweet, sweet package. Yeah. Okay. So there's this first chapter is like a lot of tips and tricks. So some precautions are keep fondue hot with as low a flame as possible to keep it from becoming tough and stringy. That sounds disgusting. Should (laughs) fondue become lumpy or the fat tend to separate, return it to a higher heat and beat briskly with a wire whisk or mix two tablespoons cornstarch and one quarter cup of wine and stir into the fondue. So is it served over a Bunsen burner? Like how do you serve it? Yeah, there's like a little sterno cup under there, right? Um, But you really like you. Oh, look at this beautiful photo like that looks fucking delicious oh there's a photo God. of like a cube of bread just dripping with cheese and p.s it's everything is like slightly tinted brown as shit yeah as is in the 70s but it's still i would eat my weight I would in that eat the shit out of this this starts out with a chapter called fondue fondues <laughs> which like <laughs> is both irritating because of the pun and because I feel like they overdid it. Like fondue was redundant after you already said fondue. So just, right? say, just fondue. say fondue. And the- oh my God. Do they have a chapter called fondants? Like do not do that. I don't think so. But they really good. missed an we'll opportunity there. All right. Um, I know. Assholes. Or fondues and don'ts. Fondues and don'ts. Maybe they do. I don't know. So the first recipe sounds upsetting to me. <laughs> It's the called, fir- right out of the gate? Right out of the gate. Because I feel like right out of the gate, you should come out with the traditional cheese fondue. Absolutely. This is and the base. That's what you do. This is the base. And now this is how right, we're going to zhuzh it. You could zhuzh it up. That's but how like, we're going to zhuzh. So to be fair, like the like when you open this up, it's a, you know, the first chapter opens up on a two-page spread. And the left side is like a bunch full of just, color. just text-based recipes. And the right side is this beautiful full-color picture of alpine cheese fondue made with wine 
which like is there okay. a blonde lady in a sweater there isn't it's that picture that i showed you. okay um but like instead of starting out with the recipe for alpine cheese fondue made with wine they start out with a sh- fish and shrimp fondue which like to be fair is in cooking oil and not in cheese but that, oh it's not you're gonna take a pound of salmon halibut or swordfish and overcook it in water or and then, oil what and then cut that into strips a quarter inch wide and two inches long and refrigerate it until cooking time okay and then you're taking a pound of raw shrimp and shelling it and deveining and washing it and drying it in addition in addition okay and then you're taking cooking oil or half butter and half oil and you're filling a metal fondue pot half full with that oil or butter and oil mixture and heating it on the stove until it's 350 degrees, which is just deep. Let me just ask you That's just this. deep fat frying temperature. So I'm going to bring a bunch of people over to my house and the party dish is fried fish, which smells, by the way, like the most fucking toxic but also asshole. It's, it's like. It's also it's a like fried asshole is what it smells deep like. Deep frying is like a delicate but it's thing. It's also dangerous. Right, and no, it's not that's like what a I mean. first-timer thing. That's what I mean. Like, like deep frying, like there's, I don't want this on a fucking rickety metal stand. You know, like it's that the 1980s. Me. You come People are for 70s. sure going to be drunk and like Absolutely. high on coke. <laughs> right? Like this is the 70s. They've already, somebody's going to throw their fucking keys in this metal pot filled with boiling oil, you know, because they think that's the kind of party. Anyway, and the then idea- cook fish. Well, What's sexy about that? Well, what is sexy about the smell yeah, of like, fish in the fucking shag carpet? Right, that this is isn't a like, this isn't like breaded, del- like, fish right this is fatty this is really fatty <laughs> salmon or halibut or swordfish these like meaty i don't know i mean fatty i feel fish. like sushi could be sexy but cooking it is just like no that's frying stank. it frying it <laughs> you're so you're like weave you're they're telling you to like take these fish strips and like weave them onto a heavy bamboo skewer and then just dip them in there. So like everybody gets a bamboo skewer of fish or shrimp and you just shove it in the oil. And then you pull out this like like an, a piece of overcooked salmon is just a crime. Right? Like that's a horrible thing to do to a beautiful piece of fish. I feel like you're focusing and on the wrong thing here. Probably. There is a fucking shag carpet and nasty ass... Like multicolored drapes. Uh, the entire house looks like a goddamn sunset. Yeah, it looks like a Barry Manilow album cover. The safety of this concerns and me. The safety of this concerns yeah, the me. Yeah, concerns me the too. It's everything it, in this house the is flammable. The taste of it concerns me. You know that people are smoking over this open flame. Oh, absolutely. Of, of oil. Boiling oil. Some motherfucker ashed in that shit. Nothing about And then you're just supposed to dip these things into your favorite se- fish or seafood sauces, which like. Wait, what? Yeah. So, so then they have bowls like, of sauces. They have like bowls of, of tartar, tartar sauce. sauce and whatever. Which P.S. I do love tartar sauce. I love tartar God sauce. Damn, but I you know it. what I wanted on? A fucking piece of breaded fried fish by an expert, not at the goddamn table. I don't even care if it's an expert. I'll take an Olay. And then it's a fish fillet. A fish fo what is it? Fine. But all of that is like nice light white fish, right? Because you're frying it. So instead right. you're taking these like steak like fish. <laughs> it's just, it's not okay. <laughs> 
That's not okay. Then they have a Your recipe. concerns are way too highbrow here. My other concern about this is that they they suggest that you put these on long bamboo skewers. That's how you're supposed to dip these. Wait, how is that not okay? The problem is that like that shit's gonna catch fire. That shit's gonna catch fire. Okay, and you can't soak a bamboo stick before you're gonna put it in boiling no. oil because no. water and oil. No, bad. Yeah. Okay. So then they have. Oh this- God. And with all the fat and everything and the moisture, don't you think it like popped in people's eyes all the time? Nothing about it is okay. Yeah. I think it's just a terrible idea. Like cheese fondue, I can get behind. Chocolate fondue, I can get behind. Anything that is essentially like a melty sauce, melty dip. Right. I can get behind. But even And like more- hot pot stuff, right? Where you're like cooking your shit in broth. Right. Cool. But a vat of boiling oil feels like a very... That's dangerous a- enterprise for a room full of drunk horny people. <laughs> Naked people. Naked people. And, and like, and in the middle of all this nudity, there's a fucking I bowl of like hot a, oil. What is going idea. on in this world? God, the 70s a were a crazy idea. time. Okay, so then there's beef fondue, which is the same thing but beef. That, this recipe, right, this next recipe isn't gross or dangerous, but it sounds funny to me, so I'm just going to tell you. Please do. It's called dip sticks. That's why we're here. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. That's it. And all it is is um, refrigerated dip, refrigerated bi- biscuits that you then fry into... You've just put in the Wait, the roll of oil. biscuits that pops yeah, and then you, you cut it. You cut. You the, bake it. You No, you cut the biscuit dough and then you just drop it in the oil and fish them out and dip them into your favorite. With the dough and then the dough cooks. Yeah, it's like making donuts. Do you know that this is like a super easy way to make a donut is to grab a like refrigerated biscuit dough, cut out the middle, like cut out a hole and then just... Fry it, like just pot. deep fry but, it. Not in a deep, I, not in a fucking fondue pot. But I feel like you just changed my entire world right now. Oh, God. So let's get the traditional recipe out of the way because you guys should hear it because it sounds this sounds delicious. And whatever we make for our horrifying recipe, I feel like we should also oh absolutely make this because it sounds so. We good. need to go back to basics for sure. So it's one clove garlic, a half pound of natural Swiss cheese shredded a half pound of Gruyere shredded, three tablespoons of flour, two cups of dry white wine, one tablespoon of lemon juice, optional, a dash of pepper, a dash of nutmeg, two tablespoons of Kirsch or cognac. I don't like the Kirsch idea because Kirsch is cherry. And I yeah, don't what understand. is Kirsch? Is it just cherry liqueur, liqueur? And I don't like that idea. Oh, that sounds terrible. Uh, but cognac, but cognac great, I am on board. Toot toot. I, what I would say is two tablespoons of like brandy or co- okay. cognac. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. An eighth of a teaspoon salt or to taste. I feel like you're going to need a little bit more salt than that because this is just Swiss cheese. Um, well, the, I wondered if... And can French, you, you need to check the top of this book and see if the fucking Swiss cheese union had their greasy little hands on no, this No, it's from Gourmet International. Okay. In New York. All right, so probably not. Yeah. But they were still, I mean, the the, yeah. the cartel was in full swing oh, during yeah, this, this time. yeah, this is 1969. This right. is the height of it. You rub the inside of the ceramic fondue pot with garlic. Oh my then, God, such care. Yeah, and then discard. So you just want this to scent, be the scented essence, with garlic. The essence it's of like garlic. like rubbing crostini with garlic, right? Oh my God. Which actually is really delicious. This um, um, this is phenomenal. Then you toss the cheeses with flour. You, so you've shredded both of the cheeses and you toss them with the flour. You pour wine into the fondue pot, set over the low flame. 
When small bubbles show on the bottom and around the edge of the pot, you stir in lemon juice and then handfuls of cheese stirring constantly. What does constantly. lemon juice do? Does it do anything scientifically? That's just it's just flavor. No, that's okay. just flavor. Stirring constantly after each addition with a wooden spoon until the cheese melts. Then stir in spices and kosher cognac. Serve at once with French or Italian bread cubes cut so that each cube has a crust edge. <gasps> and they're like, it's very clearly the shape of it is like, you should be able to dip this whole thing and get the whole thing in your mouth. Oh my God. Um, that sounds delicious. Oh okay. my God, that sounds so good. I want that right now. Fa- okay, so then there's family style. And you serve it over a low flame. You, yeah, you so bring like it, you've at, got the sterno, it's, at, it's at, on at the, the fondue table. pot over a low flame. Okay. Okay, so then there's a family style Swiss fondue, which I just want to mention because it sounds like Swiss Family Robinson to me. <laughs> and like, it's fine. It's the. <laughs> It's the exact same thing with the addition of butter and margarine, and you can sub out milk for the dry white wine and the curd. Oh, that's not... Look at that. They made it family friendly. Yeah. And then variations is where it's like mm, a little hedgy. (laughs) So you can make the same Alpine cheese or family style cheese fondue and make it shrimp fondue. By stirring in one or two cans of drained and finely chopped wait, shrimp before wait, serving. Wait, 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 hold on. Shrimp First comes in a all, can. First of all, a can of shrimp. I know. And then you're going to put it in the cheese. You know. I know how you, you know feel my about rules seafood and dairy. About seafood and dairy. Also, is the bread supposed to catch the shrimp? Like what, how do you get the shrimp into your mouth? I I don't know, maybe on your little fork. So you but you're fork- also su- not supposed to touch the metal of your fork with your mouth. That's another bit of etiquette. Wait, what? Like you're just supposed to pull oh, because, the stuff yeah, cause you're course, dipping because you're dipping it right back in there. That's a, yeah, that's a double dip sitch. Yeah. So how the fuck are you supposed to I maneuver no, this? Look, I don't know. They don't tell you. I mean, with a bread is big and fluffy, and so you can catch a bit of it and just Girl, slide it out into your mouth. I don't know. Um, and then I you can also do. The fu- there's just like fish bits then on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. I know. Okay. Fondue look, then fish bits. There's fondue That's with sweeping mushrooms. The mm-hmm. There's fondue with mushrooms, which is also one or two cans of sliced mushrooms drained and finely chopped. Like so again, it's some slimy bullshit. Some slimy bullshit at the no, bottom. The mushrooms like the ro- flavor doesn't sound as bad no. to me, but like a canned well, mushroom is the grossest thing. I could also see a mushroom and put it on the plate to dip. To dip. But That's what perfect. I don't understand is no, actually having a mixture of something. Know. It's got to be just a one thing. Agreed. Bless you. Thank you. It's got to be just one thing. I I mean I don't I understand really how do you where where does it come I from? Don't know. I don't um, the other oh God, I'm, please don't make me eat that though. No, I'm, I'm not, not gonna I don't want the chunks. And also where do you get a can of shrimp? Oh no, we're never eating that. <laughs> I thought you meant the mushroom one. There's no way I'm <laughs> I am not eating a canned shrimp. I don't even think I've ever seen a canned shrimp. Do I've they seen exist? them. I'm not eating it. Okay, so the other option is flaming fondue. Which seems really dangerous to me again, but this is where you just pour a little extra kirsch, kirsch over the top and light it on, and light light it it on fire. Fire, but that it doesn't stay. That's a short term thing, yeah. No, right? that's just for show. But you know, some motherfucker yeah. in a polyester suit, in a checkered or white polyester suit, was like, eh, "I'm gonna go in yeah. there now." Okay, so then Campbell's got to them. Because there's a, a recipe for of the Campbell's law. There's a recipe for tomato cheese fondue, which is just a 
Which can, tomato soup with cheese? Yes, it's a can of cream of tomato, condensed cream of tomato soup, some milk, two teaspoons of prepared mustard. I don't understand why the mustard's in there. Huh. A pound of cheddar cheese shredded and a <gasps> tablespoon of chopped chives optional. Um, so then you just do the it's same pizza dip. thing. It's pizza dip. It's pizza dip, which sounds delicious. delicious. Sounds Let's delicious. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Campbell's, no, great. Campbell's threw a, a tremendous amount of things at the wall and some shit sticks. Yeah. Tomato soup is so... I fucking love a Campbell's... Whatever. We're not going back to Campbell's in this episode. I, know, I have but a you lot are of, my beef is forever. But you're yes. my frisky sour. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I need to mention this because this comes up in a lot of like 70s cookbooks and I need to know from any of you guys if if you've ever eaten this because it comes up a lot it's called Welsh rarebit which I always read it as Welsh, Welsh rabbit, rabbit but it's not right and because it's, you're not a serial killer right, we all read it basically that way. just a cheese sauce made out of it's called shredded sharp pasteurized cheese that's 100% Velveeta do they eat it in Wales is it an actual Welsh dish I don't dish? know I feel like I'm gonna need to research this a little bit um, so it's it's a cheese sauce made from whatever shredded sharp pasteurized cheese is, plus paprika, dry mustard, and salt are like what what the flavor comes from, and Worcestershire sauce. Oh, and thank then you, God! And then you like so you make a cheese sauce. There's butter and margarine. There's flour in it. There's milk in it, and you're essentially just making and like nacho white... cheese sauce, but with Worcestershire sauce, and paprika, you, and mustard. And what do you dip in it? What do you dip in it? And then you serve it on. Carrots? You like ladle it over toast points or toasted English muffins. Oh God, that sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. Okay, and you know, and I'm all about the the Worcestershire sauce now. Now that we know that it's actually just white people fish sauce. Yeah, white people fish sauce. There's something called lobster or crab fondue. That sounds again, horrible. Again, unsubscribe. Ugh. It's a can of frozen condensed cream of shrimp soup. I what? didn't know that that... This must be a thing that didn't survive the 70s. A frozen condensed cream of shrimp soup and you defrost it. Then a quarter cup of milk or half and half. A can of lobster or crab meat. Drained and flaked. Ew. Half a Hold cup... Hold on. I need a moment. It gets Can't worse. Even, I just gets worse. I've and people have been like, "Oh my god, try this crab dip. It's delicious." And I can't, like it's so I it's tinny. Why don't why don't I like what no. I need to talk about the psychology. Why don't I like fish and dairy together? Now, I'm all right with a smoked salmon right. with lox on on a bagel with cream Culturally cheese. Culturally appropriate. That's it. That's it. I, I can handle some fish and dairy. Like, the, like there's things like lobster thermidor. Like, that stuff's pretty good. What is it, what is it's that? It's just like lobster cooked in a creamy sauce. Lobster thermidor sounds yeah. like a 1970s it's thing that you would eat 19... at the Waldorf Astoria. Well, it's a 1970s a thing dish. that was served to me by my old German professor, Walter Schatzberg, who was like 9,000 years old when he served it to me and our German class. And he, no, sorry, our our films of the Weimar Republic class. And it was like this old tiny dish and he ordered it in. That is such and a served fucking it in liberal dishes. arts college class that you're like, lovely. I'm thrilled that I paid $32,000 a year so that I could take, he, you know, I did it. Listen, the, look I, it, I majored I took in a films Holocaust of China. and genocide studies. I took a films of China. Yes, but I, I made know. this my career, to be you- fair. <laughs> Um, okay, anyway, can well, I get back to... the fucking films of the Weimar Republic. Can I get back to this recipe, please? I know, I just... Wait, what is lobster thermidor again? It's lobster and cream. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this 
is a can of frozen condensed cream of shrimp soup. It's milk, like a quarter cup of milk or half and half, a can of lobster or crab meat. I just, I didn't want tinny lobster or tinny crab. And then a half cup of shredded American cheese. Why when you're going so far? I don't know. To make. Plus lemon juice. Lobster can't be. Even canned lobster can't be that cheap. And they're going to fucking put government cheese in it. I know. Lemon juice, paprika, white pepper, and sherry. So all these fancified ingredients plus canned soup. And American cheese. And American cheese. Is it just slices? And then you like heat that all up together like in the way that you would need to make sure that everything melted. But it's American cheese, so it's for sure going to melt just fine. And you're really just like, this is uncondensed soup that like has cheese melted into it. So it's already the right consistency for like a sauce, right? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So there's that's why there's like no flour or anything in here, I think. So then um, you use this as an appetizer with Melba toast or as a luncheon dish on toast points or in patty shells. I don't know what that is. The is that fuck like a- is a patty shell? I think it's like a puff pastry shell. I don't know why it's called a patty shell. But the picture looks like a... Does that not look <laughs> like a puff pastry shell? <laughs> it yeah. looks like vomit on it a pa- like Why? What's red? What is the red thing? Is that That's the lobster? That's probably the fake lobster. The lobster. Yeah. And then there is a recipe that I am, again, mentioning just because the name is hysterical. It's called, are you I, not over the lobster well, no, thing no, I just feel like I need, what is that? You need a break? What's that therapy that you get by your EMDR? Yeah. I feel like I need that after, <laughs> like, hearing about this fucking lobster over Patty's clams or whatever they're called. I would say this should be the one that we make, except I don't think we're going to find any of these ingredients. I I also don't think we're going to find any of this. Like, where do you get frozen condensed cream of shrimp soup? Well, we're just going to go and get a can of condensed. I mean, listen, at a certain point, there are only so many short slash long cuts that we can take, but we cannot take a time machine and go as much as (laughs) we love the DeLorean. We cannot take a time machine and go. That's That's a long cut that we cannot do we cannot do that okay so it's gonna be what we have available all right so now there's this recipe that again i'm just i'm just noting it because it's got a hilarious name okay it's called rinktum diddy listener this is spelled r-i-n-k-t-u-m next word d-i-t-t-y I don't know. I got to Google that and find out if this is like massive <laughs> cultural appropriation. If this is like Ricky Tiki Tavi and like really like, it sounds I, like it's got to be racist. Mr. And Mrs. Jones, thank you so much for coming to see me. I needed I'm glad that the two of you could be here together. Mr. Jones, I wanted to let you know that you did test positive for Ring to the <laughs> There are ways to prolong your life. I'm certain that this is racist somehow, but it's I don't know. It's definitely racist somehow. But I'm not sure it's how. It's Ricky Tiki Tavi. It's Ricky it's Tiki totally Tavi and Fondue. No saw rombo, whatever, whatever that shit is. Terrible. Yeah, it totally okay. is. What so, is in Rick, Rick to, okay. What is in my rectum so ditty? You're heating up butter or margarine in a metal fondue pot over a moderate flame, and then you add some a third of a cup of finely chopped onion, and you're stirring it constantly until onion is limp. Which I feel like is the wrong phrase for cooking. Like that's not like these. I already have an issue with wilted. Limp is just taking it to a logical. Cookbooks will tell you to like cook an onion until it's translucent. Right. Right. Like that's nice and descriptive. Limp is like. 
feel like that's some I mean, bad that's a, some bad juju cookbook that's some bad juju for your fondue sex party coming up anyway <laughs> then you stir in then you stir in a tablespoon of flour and some salt, and then you put in a can of condensed tomato soup undiluted. Then you add three cups of shredded sharp cheddar cheese and a teaspoon of prepared mustard and a half teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce. They're really going all in with the mustard here on this cookbook. And I, I have to tell you, Worcestershire it's... sauce is in these ingredients, but I have to assume that you is, that you add in the Worcestershire sauce because it doesn't say to do so in the recipe. <laughs> just wave it over. It's just, it's just there for luck. <laughs> you stir it until the cheese melts and then you serve it on toast, plain or topped with tomato slices and bacon curls. Mm. So that sounds really good. What we're eating. So this is, a, it, I, I will so tell you exactly like what the fuck a Brinkton Diddy is. Yeah. It's a deconstructed. Decon- you don't know what deconstructed means. I know what deconstructed means. <laughs> this is means. all melded together. It can't be deconstructed. I've seen Top Chef. <laughs> I know. That's, that's a good point. If I may say. Sure. A loose. Okay. <laughs> It is yeah, a, it's loose a loose grilled cheese. grilled cheese and tomatoes and tomato soup with bacon. Yeah, I mean that sounds delicious. It's tomato. It's, it's, it's the opposite cheese. of a deconstructed. It's, it's grilled all in cheese, one. tomato soup. And you soup fucking put it in a blender it and is, a straw. Add is, straw and of, serve instead of grilled cheese and tomato soup. It's, it's all grilled in one. cheese, tomato soup. Correct. Poured over toast. That sounds not bad. That sounds delicious. <laughs> all right. I want you to dog your Rinktum Diddy. I okay. mean, not really because this is a vintage cookbook, but we that, might be we might have to make some Rinktum Diddy. That plus bacon. You know how I feel about bacon. It makes it better. Okay. So, by the way, this was the fondue chapter. That was it. So later they get to other things that you Wait can, if you want to, put into fondue. So then we get to this appetizers chapter, which I think is appetizers that you're supposed to cook. Some of them are that you cook them in the fondue pot and some of them you don't. So some of them are just appetizers to come with. They're just go withs. And sometimes some of them are things, other things that you can cook in fondue. Mostly the boiling oil fondue. Okay. So that seems safe. So the first is called <laughs> pastry appetizers. And you're basically taking, you're taking pie crust mix. You're making the pie crust mix. You're rolling out to an eighth wait, inch thickness. Wait, wait, wait. What is pie crust mix? So I think back then they didn't have like... The pans, pre-made you- pie crust. You know, like you know, if, yeah, like yeah. where the refrigerated I know biscuit exactly what- dough is. There's like a roll of pie crust. Listen, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It comes with the it comes with the tin pan and everything. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the boxes. There's a box right next to the refrigerated biscuit dough. Oh, by the dough, phyllo. By the refrigerated biscuit dough, the phyllo's mm-hmm. in the fr- freezer. Okay. This is refrigerated. It's a Pillsbury pie crust, and it's just a round of pie crust rolled up in yes. wax paper, and you unroll it, and okay. you put it in your pie dish. Those still exist? Those absolutely exist, but okay. I think that those didn't exist in the 1970s, so what you got was, like, a mix that you just, like, here's oh. all of the, like, flour and powdered fat, and da 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 Now you just have just to mix some water. water into this. Okay, I got it. And you're going to make a pie crust. Um, so you make that. You roll it out to an eighth inch thickness and in, like in a rectangle shape and you cut it into two and a quarter inch squares, which feels very precise. Um, and then you put you put in a filling and we'll get to the fillings in a second. And then uh, if the filling is cheese and shrimp, 
I'm out. Okay. Uh, I mean, it can be. You, you, do you. <laughs> um, I feel like this is when you could get creative. Oh, this is it. <laughs> um, so then you just, you like pinch the corners up. So you're making like a little dumpling. Mm-hmm. And then you're putting those into the refrigerator and chill until they're ready to fry. You're making a wonton. Mm-hmm. Okay. At serving time, you're filling a metal fondue pot half full of oil and heating it to 350 degrees oh, for fuck's on sake. the stove. Okay. Then you're putting it on the stand over a direct high flame and maintaining the temperature. Plunge a fondue fork or a long head <laughs> plunge. I know. Or a long heavy, again with the bamboo skewers, clear through pastry. Cook in hot fat until done and lightly browned. About five minutes. We need this to have a conversation. This is just a recipe for disaster. First of all, no one is going to wait five minutes for one dumpling. I know. Just fucking fry these dumplings ahead of time and give them to people. Secondly, when you put a skewer in through that, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. What? The filling's going to yes. kind of fall out and yes. seep out, and you're just going to have a pile of weird filling at the bottom. Right. It's going to totally disintegrate. It's going to be This is gross. not a good idea. It's a terrible idea. Not Savo! Like, this is, this why is you a like, shitty idea. This is why... You're a cook, mag, cooking magazine. Fix it. This, Fix it, Jesus. This is why, like, when you... When you deep fry things, you use one of those like. Have you, you seen? You use the, a bin. You you use you use a bin, or you use like like a slotted spoon, right? Exactly. Or something like that. You like place things in and you scoop them out. You don't it needs poke a cradle. through shit. You don't poke through. Jesus Christ! Fix it, Swiss Jesus. Okay. Fix it. So Sweezus. So the, here are the suggested fillings: cheese and onion pastries. Okay. Where you center a three-quarter by three-quarter by one-eighth inch slice of cheese. It's very Motherfucker. precise. These yeah. assholes are so drunk and high and they're going to cut. On top of the crust. Suddenly you're then, introducing trigonometry into then, this whole thing. <laughs> and then top with a small pickled or cocktail onion. That sounds gross. Just use some regular fucking onion. I hate a cocktail onion. I hate cocktail onion. I hate onion. the texture. I hate how it squeaks against Ooh, my the teeth. Squeakiness. I hate oh, the squeakiness. I hate gross. a pickled onion, honestly. I do oh, not like it. I, I don't you like any of it. You know I like pickled everything, and I don't like pickled onions. I think pearl onions, every time oh. I hear the term pearl onion, I get like ooked out because I feel don't want that, that nasty squeak in my teeth. It's like chewing an eyeball. It's like chewing. <laughs> I'd rather chew an eyeball. Maybe. I feel like it'd have more flavor and Probably. more give, frankly. Okay. Cheese olive pastries, same as the top, same as before, but you put a stuffed a olive. A lot louder and a little a, bit worse. Whole, that- yeah, you put a stuffed olive instead of an onion. Ginger ham pastries. Mm, for your tiki is, parties. Which is a half teaspoon of the upcoming recipe we're going to get to it because it sounds awful for ginger ham balls in the middle <laughs> awful and then liver sausage pastries which is like you know i love i love chopped liver i love pate i'm a big fan of the awful but like i don't want fried liver sausage in a pie crust and again let's talk about oh, it would seep smell-o-vision out. That shit's oh, going to seep out. It's going to seep out. Let's talk gonna about how smell. it's going to fucking stink up your party house, and dude. The, you will never get that smell the out of the shag carpet. Of it is gonna never. Like, the scent of it is going to attach to all of those oil molecules oh, that yeah. like just Everywhere. embed in everything. Yeah. Ugh. And when it's time for sexy, sexy time. Oh, no. Also. It's just an oily, horrifying mess. Right. If you're having an orgy 
I would think that the last thing you would want to have. I love is that we went from sexy party to orgy. <laughs> like fondue parties are straight orgies. There's no a two bowl ways about is a bowl. It. You, put, <laughs> you put a bowl is a bowl is a no, bowl. That's that's incorrect. keys in the bowl. Cheese in the bowl. Come on now. Okay. So one of the next. Oh recipes. my god, that's the party that we need to have. No keys in the bowl. Cheese in the bowl. <laughs> have that party i mean i, I don't mind listen, my marriage is in a really good place right bitch. now <laughs> i don't want to do that i mean ostensibly jews also participated in these keys in a bowl cheese in a bowl parties who the fuck wants to have an orgy after they've had a tremendous amount of dairy <laughs> that's a bad idea this is it's mostly white people um okay so ginger ham they balls can tolerate it ginger ham balls are one and a half pounds ground fully cooked ham. Where does that come from? Where is ground ham? It comes from your cuisinart. You take a ham hock and you ground it. I don't think it's a ham hock. I think it's a ham. A full ham that you've ground? That takes. That's going to take forever. It's one and a half pounds. I think a ham is more than one. And a, I don't know. No, but this is like already cooked ham. You cook the ham and then you, you grind it up. Yeah, this is bananas to me. Okay, well, I, it's I, not. I mean, it's I ham. Because that's ham. not bananas. That's ham. Yeah. Okay. Then a third of a cup of fine corn flakes, <laughs> or cornflake crumbs. Sorry. A quarter cup of orange marmalades. So you know I'm out. An egg, some onion, some finely chopped preserved ginger, which I assume is candied ginger. This and is a, a lot of discordant flavors together. A tablespoon of preserved ginger syrup. And a f- teaspoon of soy sauce, so you know they expect these to be like oriental, as they used to That's say. That's the tiki. It, this is the tiki, the tiki recipe. Shit. Yeah. Okay, so you combine all of these ingredients together and you mix well. You shape into one-inch balls, mm-hmm. refrigerate until ready to cook, and then then you're doing the same thing and cooking these fuckers in, in so a it can seep out in oil. the oil. Yeah. Uh, each guest spears a ham ball with a fondue fork or a long, heavy bamboo skewer. Wait, is that is that put in? The pastry or no? It's just no, ham ball. Oh it's no! It's just ham ball. That's not gonna stick. That's all falling apart. And this, by the way, makes eight dozen balls. <laughs> well, thank eight dozen. Eight dozen balls. That's you ninety need, balls. You need four to six balls per appetizer serving. Eight to twelve balls per entree serving. So you are having a lot of people over fondue, and that's for a fondue. Lot of, that's a lot, a lot of, of people over, and that's a tremendous amount of food that they're eating before their orgy. That's just a lot. That's a lot. Again, I don't. Okay, Krusty Frank snacks. <laughs> the names here are the best part of this book. Because <laughs> this isn't terrible. This is pigs in a blanket. This is 100% pigs in a blanket that fried in cook- your fondue pot. That sounds delicious. That sounds great. And that could stick because if you put yeah, it through you can the... Put the through it through as the pastry we know. and the cocktail wiener. Right. Listen, you know what? I don't think I'm behind this, but please, God, don't call it a crusty Frank snack. <laughs> I'll tell you also, I think that Nathan Handworker would not call that a sin. I think he would be on board yes. with it. No, I think he'd be on board. I think he'd be opposed to the name. Crusty Frank. Just awful. Okay, so then there's a recipe for bagna cauda, which sounds awful, but which, is delicious. Wait, what? Bagna cauda? 
I don't know how you pronounce it that? correctly. It's like the it's, Magna Carta. But it's essentially like ancho. It's like an anchovy and garlic dip. It's really sharp. It's really okay. It's really gar- when it's made well. It's really garlicky. So you've and had this before. I've had it. And I've is never it had called it. Magna Carta. When Not Magna Carta. Magna Carta. <laughs> and it's delicious. So you're taking a cup of butter and uh and a. A third of a cup of olive oil with three small garlic cloves slivered. It should be way more than that. Okay. And one or two cans of anchovy fillets. Remember, we were just coming out of the 1950s, however, when our palates were dulled. So right. three might be just enough three for this time. Three might be just enough. We don't, so then you, we don't want to scare you people. blend all of that together. That's, that's what this is. And that's the dip. And it's fucking delicious. But how does it relate? It's just a dip that you serve with. And then this one that says that you're supposed to heat it in a fondue pot. And it is a warm dip. So it's just hot So enough. wait, you heat the Magna Carta in the fondue? Magna Carta. <laughs> yeah, it- so you put, so then you blend it up. Then you put it in a metal or electric fondue pot and heat slowly over a direct flame or medium heat just until the mixture is bubbly and then you turn it down to low. So I mean remember that this isn't butter. So unless you're heating it, yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. not dippy. It's it's solid. It's compound butter. Right? So then you put it you put the So you fondue heat it up out. so that it's melty. You put the fondue pot out and right. then people take a bread and dip and it. And then in. you dip vegetables and breads in there. And it's you, so, like, you do cauliflower, carrots, green beans, cherry tomatoes, green or red peppers, mushrooms, and zucchini, which, you know, I would never do, or bread. Um, and it's so fucking delicious. I mean, I don't know if this is the recipe that you would want to do right. of it, but it's so... Where have you had it? I don't know. I just, like, around. Just around? Yeah. And is it called yeah. Bhagavad Gita or whatever <laughs> it's called? Bhagavad <laughs> Gita, Yeah chocolate the next chapter is desserts like that's it for appetizers wow those are all the appetizers you can cook in a fondue pot apparently holy hell you've got two-thirds of the cookbook left i see yeah is that all reserved for the walk no, there's there's walk this way there's walk and then there's other stuff yeah we'll get there all right okay chocolate fondue which i don't think we really have to go into it's chocolate fondue it's fucking delicious um it's fucking delicious. Let me note at this section that I have a chocolate fountain and Rut that row. I love it. Rut row. It, it is the best thing on the planet. And uh, we broke it out after Trump won. Yeah. Sometimes you need to soothe the savage soul yeah. with chocolate. Exactly. But okay. usually it's for parties and special Caucasians. And I suppose Donald Trump is a special Caucasian himself. Yes. Well, that is true. So there's nothing in this chapter is particularly horrifying. There's chocolate fondue, foods for twirling into chocolate fondue. Ooh, foods for twirling. Yeah, but there, you know, it's like here's a list of fruit plus cake and marshmallows. God, marshmallows. Oh, although they come up with popcorn, which I think is kind of a good idea. Oh, wait. Well, how are you going to skewer a popcorn? No, I think that you have to just like spoon in, spoon over the popcorn. Oh. Um, like toast points. Then they have, you know, things that you should fry. In a whole other fondue pot full of oil that then you should dip into chocolate fondue. Oh, my God. That seems nuts. It's a twofer. Yeah. So sugared puffs, which is just. Like cocoa puffs, like cereal. Yeah. Okay. It's it's um, it's a package of crescent rolls. 
separated into triangles and then cut in half and then fried. Well, that sounds delicious and as then shit. After, then you roll them in cinnamon sugar while they're hot and oh then dip God. them into the fudge yeah. or the butter or peanut butterscotch the sauce. The quote unquote fudge. And there's <laughs> donuts, which is refrigerated biscuits with a hole shoved through the middle with your finger. Uh, fried in a fondue pot for no good reason. Um, and then you dip those into chocolate fondue. That's just a lot of fondue. But that's assuming, I mean, someone's got to like go out and get multiple to, fondue pots. Well, but also, like, you don't have to use your fondue pot to well, deep fry Well, obviously, Nama, like, but no, here I mean, they're like, suggesting that just, you do that. Fe- no, you I've, use your government-issued one that you've received just, from the Swiss government. I feel like they didn't need to double down on the fondue pot. They could have just said, like, here's a really delicious thing you can make to dip. Like you, But they specifically well, ma- call out that you pour the shit into a metal fondue pot. You know, pot. Th- it's, a communal, it's a communal situation, and I bet what they do is they say hey we're gonna do this party can you bring your fondue pot this over? is an assembly line party is- you're gonna over here you guys are gonna shove your fingers through these biscuits i'm shocked that- and and then we're then it's gonna move down the line i'm shocked to that frying those in- and then these people over the here are gonna dip and century. eat and then the sir, the king at the end gets to actually eat the thing it's like prep for the triangle shirt yeah. waist factory right. Um, so there's a chocolate butterscotch fondue. No. By the way, Nama, this entire time that you just said that, no. I had it running through my head. You're giving me, you're giving me the sweetest fondue. <laughs> That's why I'm okay. in love with you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're going to Can skip we the please, can like, we title this episode the sweetest fondue? Yeah. Great. Okay. Quick lunch or supper dishes. Popping in for five minutes for quick fondue. This is when things get upsetting. I mean, and they're not. I've been with you on this journey and I beg to differ. Sorry. They're not any worse than things that we've seen in this podcast already. But it's just like, you don't need to make this shit in a fondue pot. It's just a pot. This is a book about fondue, and you've really just, like, you ran out of ideas. It mm-hmm. should have been a pamphlet. You've annexed and all like, these other recipes. Like, okay, so the first one is spaghetti with hot dogs. Ew. Which is... Jesus Christ. <laughs> which is straight out of the Nathan's book, by the way. Because it's a can... It's like Nathan's and Is it a Campbell's. can of pasta? They, yes. So of it's a can it of spaghetti and tomato sauce with cheese. So it's SpaghettiOs. Half a pound of fully cooked hot dogs sliced, a can of sliced mushrooms drained, quarter cup of chopped green... Is that to make it healthy? It's a quarter cup of chopped green pepper because you want it to taste Italian. Ooh. And then a half of a cup of shredded cheddar cheese. Sorry, a half of a teaspoon of oregano. Optional. Well, the oregano is that to make... (laughs) That's the only thing labeled as optional. If it's too spicy, don't do it. It's got a real kick to it. It's got a kick to it. (laughs) So then you just combine all of those in a metal fondue pot and mix. Cover and heat to serving temperature. Stirring often. Three to four servings. That's it. That's the whole recipe. And then you just eat. You don't dip it in anything. It's just just eat it. This is just to eat. This is fucking recipes made in a pot. Yeah. All right. Which is as. Everything is basically made in a pot. So this yeah. is just recipes. Meaty beans. 
You know how I get annoyed that every other recipe is just Franks and beans? Well, this is meaty beans. Okay, this is meaty beans, and it's worse than Franks and beans. Because Franks and beans, like, I can get behind a little bit of Franks and beans. You're used to it now. I'm used to it. But this is two cans of pork and beans. So you already started with meaty beans. You've got a base of meaty beans. And then you're adding a 12-ounce can of luncheon meat diced, a quarter cup of ketchup. Is luncheon meat bologna? Luncheon meat is spam. Okay. Quarter cup of ketchup, two tablespoons of brown Whoa! sugar. Wait, why That's are you a lot so of cavalier about that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're talking to me. I yeah. thought you meant them. I, it's a fucking quarter, because I already said it once and you didn't react, so I moved on. Well, I just, I'm reacting to it now. Okay, delayed. Anyway, that's a lot of fucking ketchup. That's like, that's going to just taste like ketchup now. That tastes like beans and ketchup. And then two tablespoons of brown sugar. And then for no good reason at all, two tablespoons of sweet pickled relish. <laughs> what do you like, mean no good reason at all? Every what? good 70s. I just, why did I put sweet pickles in everything? with a sweet pickle relish. Why? And Wait. then a tablespoon of instant minced onion and a teaspoon of prepared mustard. So the meaty, meatiness of it is the spam? Yes. And also the instructions are... Prepare as directed for spaghetti with hot dogs above. Which so they means can't even, take it out. They can't even be bothered. Put this all in the pot, mix it, and heat. <laughs> they can't even be bothered to say that again. <laughs> Which they do again in the next recipe called Chili with Franks. I feel like that's just their way of saying, if you have read this, you have given up on life. If you've come this far, just stop now. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like we don't need to go into chili with Franks, because guess what's in there? Chili. Chili and Franks. And loose meat. Yeah, there's a teaspoon of chili powder. Um, French green pea soup, Jiffy made. One can of condensed pea soup. One soup can milk. That's the recipe on the soup can. It is maddening. Well, why is this in the fondue cookbook? I don't know. Okay, and then what makes it French, I guess, is that you're adding a can of mushroom stems and pieces. Oh, that sounds drained, appetizing. A quarter cup mushroom of dr- stems and pieces. Yeah. Then a quarter cup of drained, canned, or cooked diced carrots, and a teaspoon of instant minced onion. Can you guess what the instructions are? Follow the instructions as above with spaghetti. Prepare as directed for spaghetti with hot dogs. I'm shocked that a fondue cookbook, which is European in its own right, would somehow make vegetables seem like scrapple. Like describe them in a way that it sounds so... Bits and pieces. It's the mushroom lips and asshole. It's the mushroom lips and (laughs) asshole. Stems. Stems and pieces. pieces. Why lead with stems? Well, is that what a mushroom base is? I guess it's the stem. I mean, it the is, whole fucking like, thing is a mushroom. Just cut just the mushroom. A mushroom. Whatever. Okay. That is. That is what the. Oh okay. my god! It's mushroom lips. It's fungal lips and so assholes. That, by the way, that's it for like actual. we we finished actual fondues with the one chocolate fondue recipe. No, so I'm, I'm looking. There's half I'm looking of this ahead. book left. 
What's left? Okay, so do we need to even discuss it? Not really, because it's a lot of racism is what's left. So then there's a chapter on beverages, which is exactly as you would expect. It's just (gasps) things that you're heat like hot buttered rum, hot spice cider, (laughs) mulled wine. So fine, but there's you don't fucking need to do this in a fondue pot. In fact, a fondue pot is probably too small. I was gonna say a fondue pot is too small that you're gonna get like three cups of that. Okay, so the Chinese wok cooking. Please. Is only three pages. All right, because that's the walk, much, cooking? The walk cooking is three pages. Here's what. So they came wait, up with. what time is it? World's what? Fair time? No. <laughs> what? It's time to walk this way. No. Talk this way. No. Walk this way. This is getting cut. <laughs> this is not getting cut. This is fucking podcast gold, <laughs> madam. All right, move okay. on. Okay, so. So it starts out with good Chinese cooks do wonderfully appealing things with food. All do some form. Wow, that's a broad statement. Well, it gets worse. All do some form of chow or stir fry cooking in a wok, a round bottom pan that fits into a ring for use over direct heat. Stir fry cooking in the wok is fast. Bite-sized pieces of food are stirred in a mite of hot oil while being fried in a wok or heavy fry pan. Is this the is this the part where I get to ask you what the fuck chop suey is? I don't know what chop suey is. Chop suey, Listener. I think, is a fucking American invention, and we'll probably get to it when we get to our racism chapter. All right. Our great. racism season. I can't wait. Okay. So basically, this chapter is just a bunch of things cooked in soy sauce with, like... Cans of mushrooms and sometimes what, some ginger. All, the full mushroom or just the stems and bits? Just the bits. No, <laughs> when there's button mushrooms. Um, and the, like every other recipe is called Oriental something. Of course it is. Um, and there's really no reason to talk about any of these recipes because they all sound like horror shows. Shrimp chow mein, Oriental beef with vegetables, and then sukiyaki, St- which is Japanese apples. Suki- which, which is So that was irritating. But I just don't understand what is the they really took a hard left from like the whitest of the white Switzerland yeah. cheese, you yeah. know, They're like, communal. Here's other, and then here's another vessel to cook in. This also isn't communal at all. So like other than the fact that you're cooking over well, it really is commu- hot- I mean, you can make it for a lot of people unless no, no, we're doing no, like, walk you're not for doing, one. But you're not doing this like at a table, right? Like people aren't stir frying right. their own shit. You are putting something over a big flame, but it's a weight like. So the is, thing about guess wok- what? That's cooking. Well, That's but also, but also like the thing about a wok. The reason that you have a ring to put your wok over is because you're cooking over a big fucking flame like right, right. it goes fast because it's a really aggressive heat like a much more aggressive heat than you're really able to achieve in your home kitchen then it's the so, opposite of a fondue which is a slow cook it's the opposite of a fondue Lo- it's low not and communal. slow like, nothing about that fits and i don't understand it like at all except that maybe this was was gourmet international like a front for like some metal <laughs> pot company like they just wanted to sell more pots. I don't know. Maybe they're they, in bed with maybe Le Creuset. Just, maybe they just had extra fondue pots and extra woks and effort. I don't know. So listen, the rest of this book is all dedicated to the chafing dish and things that you can make in chafing dishes. What is happening right now? I don't know. It's just another pot. Recipes are, they look awful. Like, look at this. Oh. It's just like 
It's a re- it's a picture of oh my god! It's, it's a, a picture, picture of, of something floating called seafood and mushrooms. mushrooms, and everything is way too in pink. white. Everything in is whiteness. way too pink for the picture, and it's awful. I'll post it. It's called hot shrimp tempter. <laughs> And it doesn't that sound, really sounds like a country song. It doesn't sound. He was you a hot shrimp tempter. Yeah. Left me high and dry. Okay. There's something called Angels on Horseback, which makes me laugh because the Janjaweed who have committed all of the genocide in Sudan, Janjaweed means devils on horseback. So this Are makes you me serious? Laugh. I'm serious. Okay. So this is 12 large oysters. And well are those drained. the angels? Or those, I think those are the horses. Um, and then you cover each oyster with, with small slices of cooked chicken, a little bit of salt, a little bit of bacon, and some butter. And then you, oh, you wrap them with bacon. So you put chicken on top, and then you wrap them with bacon, and then you skewer them with a wooden pick. So these aren't in the shells. And then you melt butter or margarine in a chafing dish or an attractive fry pan over a butane unit over direct high flame. And cook until the oysters are ba- and bacon are cooked. That sounds delicious. This oh, is... this is where we get really bad, though. Okay. So they have... Now there's a bunch of... Look at all of these appetizers lined up in this chafing dish. Oh, in a dish. chafing dish. All with Wait frilly, a second. They're all of frilly toothpick. By the way, the one in the middle just looks like a head of lettuce with toothpicks in it. It does, and it. I'm going to tell you what it is because it makes me really upset. Oh, excellent. I can't they're wait. They're called tiny dolmados. Not... Oh, dolmado. No. Not like dolmas, not like the Greek. They're grape leaves. Grape leaves, no. Dolmadas, that's what... Prepare a favorite well-seasoned meatball mixture, or Swedish meatballs on page 46. Shape into rolls three quarters of an inch in diameter and one and a half inches long. And then saute those rolls in butter or margarine in a frying pan over moderate heat until cooked but not brown. 15 to 20 minutes, turning as needed. Okay. Then you're going to brush those rolls with ketchup, wrap them in a fresh cabbage leaf, which wrap in fresh cabbage leaves which have been wilted in boiling salted water and secured with a wooden pick. Store covered in refrigerator until stir- serving time. At serving time. Oh, is it getting worse? It's getting worse. Combine three quarters of the cup of grape jelly. Ew! One cup of ketchup. A oh! half teaspoon of cinnamon, Ew! three or oh, four whole cloves, and two tablespoons of seedless raisins. What? Heat in. Oh my god! They're making <laughs> cabbage rolls with jelly, ketchup, <laughs> and raisins. And oh cloves. my god! Heat in a blazer pan of chafing dish or in an attractive fry pan over tabletop butane. Stir often while heating. Turn flame to low. Add cabbage rolls to sauce. Cover. Heat about 20 minutes. So they're like braising in that sauce. And then serve on plates with small cocktail forks. And now, I assume a, a bucket for everyone to throw up in. Here. That's that's B- actually what the fondue pot is. BYOB. Just make sure you have a fondue pot for everyone so they can vomit in it oh afterwards. Oh my God. But wait a second. Hold no. on. Hold on. Hold on. Because everybody's fucking secret ingredient in chili by the way, we all fucking know everyone's secret ingredient in chili is to add a little grape jelly. Did what? you know this? I didn't oh yeah, know that that's a big thing. We're like, I just what, this this chili is amazing. Oh, my secret is I add a tablespoon or a teaspoon of grape jelly. Sure. That's fine. I get it. Grape jelly. It's it's sugar. Okay, sure, it's, it's sugar. just sugar with like maybe a little whiny taste. I don't even know. But anyway, that's fine. What I don't understand. No. 
is then the addition of ketchup to and like and cinnamon and cloves to spice it up. I to guess cabbage and meat. No, no, <laughs> no, no. And then you just gave it a made-up name that made people think it was going to be a delicious stuffed grape leaf. <laughs> Dolmatoes. Dolmatoes. <laughs> like Dolma's met a tornado and got chewed up and shit out by a shark. No. By a jelly-covered shark. Ah, It makes me, this one makes me so mad. A grape jelly shark. Okay. Dolmatoes. Nothing is really as horrible as that, but there's some other gems in here. Um, There's ham bites and cherry almond sauce, which just sounds... Ew. Yeah, it's awful. It's just, um, it's cider vinegar, water, prepared mustard, and cloves. Heated up with a can of cherry pie filling. So that like goopy, sticky cherry pie filling. What? Yeah. What? Like a big can. A pa- one pound, five ounce can. And you, you heat that up in the chafing dish. And then you add in two pounds of cubed, fully cooked ham. And a tablespoon of butter and margarine. And just before serving, you sprinkle with almonds. And for some reason, your guests are going to spear these ham bites with long picks or cocktail forks, which I can't imagine is true. And dip them then back into the oil? And then, no. The, Just enjoy. No We're done with fondue. Serve. No more fondue. All right. We got to wrap up this yeah. white nonsense. What are we making? I so, Oh, wait. No, but I want to tell you about one more thing. All right. Go. The thing that I have to tell you about is because I've already made this dish because it is essentially <laughs> hot dogs flambe. And I want you to see the Easter Island shadow that they put in the backdrop oh my of this picture. So, listener, it oh sounds like... Oh, my God. It's so Nathan's fucking... It's like... hot dogs may have stolen this recipe, although the Nathan's Hot Dog Cookbook came out a year before this It's one. hot dogs in fruit cocktail and, and a fucking statue it behind is, it. It is sugar. It's exactly the same as what I made. It's sugar and cornstarch and salt... Combined with pineapple juice and orange marmalade and a little bit of vinegar. That's in the chafing dish first. And then you add a pound of cubed cooked ham. So Nathan's just made this hot dog. Hot dogs. A can of mandarin oranges. Again, with a fucking can of pineapple tidbits. We found pineapple tidbits, by the way. Did I tell you? <gasps> no. We found them at Smart and Final. Oh, excellent. They're actually just the pineapple pieces, not crushed pineapple. So maybe Wait, that it's makes like a the pineapple, like, like the, the chunk. The niblets? Yeah. Oh, that um, does make sense. And then you add three quarters of a cup of seedless green grapes, cantaloupe, or honeydew melon. Ew! I Ew! Ain't nobody got the stomach for a fucking hot melon. I know. Oh, so, God! So hot gross. honeydew? Oh, so gross. So you heat all of that up, and then you add Cointreau over the top, and you light it aflame. This one doesn't say ignite with a flourish. This just says ignite. <laughs> Who um, reads this and is like, oh, and yeah, then this sounds when flame so dies, when, when flame dies, dies so does top, spirit. Serve a top of hot rice, sprinkle with almonds. Which let me tell you something: like the almonds would have added some very important crunch, and it would have been nice of Murray fucking handworker to tell me to put this over rice because that would have cut it like a little bit. This was like the worst thing I'd ever. This was such a disgusting thing to eat. I mean. With the exception of the hot melon.
and it actually does sound much better. It sounds like an upgrade over Murray's atrocity. No. Oh my god, over fucking Murray's war crime. So, like, the rest of these, there's some gems in here, but none of them are fondues, and I feel like we've got. Well, we need to go back to basics. Yeah. Let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. I think that we have to make just like an alpine fondue. That has to be something that we like look forward to. I agree. Are we're we together. Making... Listen, we're together we're like together. in the same room for the first fucking time in a year. And we deserve it to ourselves to make the classic because you and I are a classic. Okay. So listen, are we, we are making... the sweetest are. fondue. Are we making mm-hmm. rinktum ditty? We are making the we rectum, right? rectum ditty. We have to make it. I think that's what we're doing. Okay. Are we making crusty Frank snacks? No. I'm just kidding. I just We're wanted doing- to say it. I just wanted to say it one is, more time. Is Krusty Frank, is that a legitimate character in SpongeBob SquarePants? Probably. <laughs> okay. We're making Alpine cheese fondue. We are not going to make it with Kirsch, but we are going to make it with brandy or cognac. Oh, for sure. I think I have brandy, so we're just going to make it with brandy. And we have to share some brandy as well to help in the aid and the yeah, digestion. Yeah, we're going to Julia Child it. Oh, God. Thank um, God. And then we're going to make Rinktum Ditty, which as a reminder is <laughs> grilled cheese tomato soup. Not grilled cheese and tomato soup, but just grilled, grilled cheese, cheese tomato, tomato soup. soup served over oh my god bacon and toast. Rinktum Diddy is like the discarded character from Cats. <laughs> Here comes Rinktum Diddy. <laughs> and that, dear friends, is the first. Episode. Wait a second! Oh, and what? you've got whoa, 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 whoa! What? I'm loving our two things. Okay. What we're ending with is that fucking chocolate fountain. I'm not making a chocolate fountain. You power it up. No, it takes so long to clean. All right, fine. Then I'll just make a s'more in the microwave. I'll throw some fucking (laughs) chocolate chips in your coffee tomorrow. It'll be fine. Okay. I'm going to be really farty. Well, listen, we're We're going to double up on the lactate pills. It's got to be a double lactate. It's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. Well... (laughs) Listen. Yeah, we'll figure out the details. Fondue with a lactate chaser. Thanks, friends. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for coming back for season two. Welcome back. It's going to be a wild ride. It is. (laughs) Love you, mean Mean it. it. Bye. Bye.